Welcome to Mealtime with Marjorie. Today we'll be reading 2 Peter chapter 1. The book of 2 Peter is about false teachers. False teachers are very skilled at convincing people that things the Bible labels as wrong are really okay. They may use reasoning like, in our culture, in this day and age, in your generation, no one would ever expect you to stay pure, be truthful, avoid coarse joking. You wouldn't have any friends. Or they may use the logic Satan used in the Garden of Eden. Did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? No, that is not what God said. But Satan questioned the fairness, the goodness of God. He convinced Adam and Eve that God was holding out on them. He told them, God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. And that lie caused them to sin. False teachers take the truths of God's word and twist them, tweak them just enough so that they are not easily recognized as sin, and in so doing, they deceive people. 2 Timothy 4.3 says, For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. That is why it is so important to read the Word of God, so we can discern truth from lies, so we do not sin. Scripture says in Psalm 119.11, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. So let's get to today's reading. Bon appetit, my friends. Thanks for joining me. 2 Peter chapter 1 in the Simplified Living Bible Text A Letter for All of You Verse 1 From Simon Peter, a servant and missionary of Jesus Christ to All of you who have our kind of faith, that faith is the kind that Jesus Christ, our God and Savior, gives to us. How precious it is! How just and good He is to give this faith to us! Steps to Spiritual Growth Verse 2 Do you want more and more of God's kindness and peace? Then learn to know God better and better. Then His great power will give you all you need for living a good life. He even shares His own glory and His own goodness with us. He uses that power to give you all the rich blessings He promised. And you can be rescued from the rottenness around us. Then He will give you His own character. But to obtain these gifts, you need more than faith. You must also work hard to be good. And even that is not enough. You must know God better and find out what He wants you to do. Next, learn to put aside your own desires. That way you will become patient and godly. You will gladly let God have His way with you. This will make possible the next step. This step is for you to enjoy other people and to like them. Finally, you will grow to love them deeply. When you go on in this way, you will grow strong spiritually. You will become fruitful and useful to our Lord Jesus Christ. But anyone who fails to go after these additions to faith is blind. He is unwise, 
and has forgotten that God saved him from his sins. He did this so he could live a strong, good life for the Lord. So, brothers, work to prove you really are those God has called and chosen. Then you will never stumble or fall away. You will enter into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Pay attention to God's word. Verse 12. You already know these things and are really getting along quite well, but I plan to keep on reminding you of them. The Lord Jesus Christ has showed me that my days on earth are numbered. I am soon to die. As long as I am still here, I will keep on reminding you. I hope to impress these things upon you. Then you will remember them long after I have gone. We explained to you the power of our Lord Jesus Christ, and we told you about his return. We have not been telling you fairy tales. My own eyes have seen his glory. I was on the holy mountain when he shone out with honor. It was given him by God, his Father. I heard that great, majestic voice calling down from heaven. It said, This is my much-loved Son. I am well pleased with him. So we have seen and proved that what the prophets said came true. You will be wise to listen to all they have written. Their words are like lights shining into dark corners. They help us to understand many things. Consider the truth of the prophet's words. Then the light will dawn, and Christ, the morning star, will shine in your hearts. No prophecy in the Bible was thought up by the prophet himself. The Holy Spirit within these godly men gave them true messages from God. That concludes 1 Peter chapter 2 in the Simplified Living Bible. Scripture quoted from the Simplified Living Bible, copyright 1990, used by permission of Tyndall House Publishers Incorporated, all rights reserved. 2 Peter chapter 1, the New Living Translation. Greetings from Peter, verse 1. This letter is from Simon Peter, a slave and apostle of Jesus Christ. I'm writing to you who share the same precious faith we have. This faith was given to you because of the justice and fairness of Jesus Christ, our God and Savior. May God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus, our Lord. Growing in Faith, verse 3. By His divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know Him, the One who called us to Himself by means of His marvelous glory and excellence. And because of His glory and excellence, He has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share His divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. In view of all this, Make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence, and moral excellence with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with patient endurance, and patient endurance with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love for everyone. 
The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sins. So, dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you really are among those God has called and chosen. Do these things, and you will never fall away. Then God will give you a grand entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Paying attention to Scripture, verse 12. Therefore, I will always remind you about these things, even though you already know them and are standing firm in the truth you have been taught. And it is only right that I should keep on reminding you as long as I live. For our Lord Jesus Christ has shown me that I must soon leave this earthly life. So I will work hard to make sure you always remember these things after I am gone. For we were not making up clever stories when we told you about the powerful coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We saw his majestic splendor with our own eyes when he received honor and glory from God the Father. The voice from the majestic glory of God said to him, This is my dearly loved Son, who brings me great joy. We ourselves heard that voice from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. Because of that experience, we have even greater confidence in the message proclaimed by the prophets. You must pay close attention to what they wrote, for their words are like a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and Christ, the morning star, shines in your hearts. Above all, you must realize that no prophecy in Scripture ever came from the prophet's own understanding or from human initiative. No, those prophets were moved by the Holy Spirit, and they spoke from God. That concludes Second Peter chapter 1 in the New Living Translation. Scripture quoted from the Holy Bible, New Living Translation, copyright 2015 by Tyndall House Foundation used by permission of Tyndall House Publishers, all rights reserved. 2 Peter chapter 1 in the New International Version, verse 1. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who through the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ, have received a faith as precious as ours, grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Confirming one's calling and election. Verse 3. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Through these He has given us His very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them 
is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble, and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Prophecy of Scripture, verse 12. So I will always remind you of these things, even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth you now have. I think it is right to refresh your memory as long as I live in the tent of this body, because I know that I will soon put it aside, as our Lord Jesus Christ has made clear to me. And I will make every effort to see that after my departure, you will always be able to remember these things. For we did not follow cleverly devised stories when we told you about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in power, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. He received honor and glory from God the Father when the voice came to him from the majestic glory, saying, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this voice that came from heaven when we were with him on the sacred mountain. We also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable, and you will do well to pay attention to it, as to a light shining in a dark place, until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things, For prophecy never had its origin in the human will. But prophets, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. That concludes 2 Peter chapter 1 in the New International Version. Scripture quoted from the Holy Bible New International Version, copyright 2011 by Biblica Incorporated, used by permission all rights reserved worldwide. Second Peter chapter 1 in the English Standard Version Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained a faith of equal standing with ours by the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Confirm your calling and election, verse 3. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence, by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, They keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind, 
having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election, for if you practice these qualities you will never fall, for in this way there will be richly provided for you an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Therefore, I intend always to remind you of these qualities, though you know them and are established in the truth that you have, I think it right as long as I am in this body to stir you up by way of reminder, since I know that the putting off of my body will be soon, as our Lord Jesus Christ made clear to me. And I will make every effort so that after my departure you may be able at any time to recall these things. Christ's Glory in the Prophetic Word, verse 16. For we did not follow cleverly devised myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For when he received honor and glory from God the Father, and the voice was borne to him by the majestic glory, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this very voice, born from heaven, for we were with him on the holy mountain, and we have the prophetic word more fully confirmed, to which you will do well to pay attention as to a lamp shining in a dark place, until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts, knowing this first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture comes from someone's own interpretation, for no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. That concludes Second Peter chapter 1 in the English Standard Version. Scripture quotations are from the ESV Bible, the Holy Bible English Standard Version, copyright 2001 by Crossway, a publishing ministry of Good News Publishers, used by permission, all rights reserved. Today's reading contains one of my favorite passages, 2 Peter 1, 3-11. Verse 3 in the New International Version, copyright 1984, says, His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Everything we need for life and godliness. That pretty much covers it. We've been given everything we need. We're fully equipped. He goes on to tell us to make every effort to add the following seven things to our faith. Let's start with talking about faith. You may remember back in 1 Peter 1, 5 through 9, we learned that God considers our faith of greater worth than gold. It is so important to him that he tests it to prove it genuine. The goal of our faith is the salvation of our souls. Now in 2 Peter, we were being told to add to our faith goodness, which is excellence, a great resolve and courage to choose moral virtue, voluntary obedience to God, and to goodness, knowledge, intelligence, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, steadfastness, 
patience, endurance, overcoming the greatest difficulties, and to perseverance, godliness, piety, reverence for God, and love of his character, exercising your affections for God in obedience to his will and devotion to his service. And to godliness, brotherly kindness, favor shown to humanity, acts of benevolence, compassion or mercy, caring for people, and to brotherly kindness, love, Christian love, loving the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength, and loving your neighbor as yourself. We're encouraged to possess these qualities in increasing measure, keep allowing them to grow in us as we grow up in Jesus. They will keep us from being ineffective and unproductive in our knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's a tall order. Let's pray for God's help as we continue this journey with Him. Father, thank You for Your Word. I am so grateful for the truth of Your Word. It is eternal. It is an anchor for our souls. I'm grateful that it's available to us, Father. I was just reminded yesterday in a conversation with my husband that your word has not always been readily available. There were centuries where your word was on scrolls read by the priests at the temple, and years when your word was in letters passed around to the churches. There were many people who could not read your word because it was not in their language or because of illiteracy. How grateful we are, Father that your word is so readily available to us now. We can hear it in our churches and in our Bible studies, as well as on podcasts and on YouTube. We have your holy word in our homes in multiple translations. We can memorize it, meditate on it, sing it, and pray it. Thank you, Lord. We are a blessed people. Help us to treasure our time reading and hearing your word, to make it a priority in our lives. Today we heard from you about adding to our faith seven things to keep us from being unfruitful and ineffective in your kingdom. We want to obey you and are coming to you to ask for help. Please help us first to have a strong faith and to add to our faith goodness and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. These things are not natural to our human nature, Father. So today we're reminded that we're called to lay down our old nature, lay down our lives, and live for you. Take up our cross and follow you. May your will be done. May your kingdom come. Have your way in us and through us, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. I love you, my friends. Keep growing up in Jesus.